This is the My Michelle Live podcast. Weekend Review, a look back at the week. It's My Michelle Live Weekend Review. Here's Michelle. Not just Michelle, come on. My co-host and Weekend Review taking on the news of the week and giving you what the mainstream media absolutely won't. And Big Tech is making sure as best as they can that you don't hear about. We take that on, and I do it with my co-host, Adam Rizzieri. Hey. Yay. We're doing it. What was that? <laughs> That's even better. Yeah, let's give you a, a standing ovation. Adam, <laughs> I'll take it. happy weekend to you. Happy weekend. Happy weekend. This has been a fast week. It's been a, a super crazy fast week. week. It's been a really crazy week. I feel like it was just like a couple, just like a minutes ago when, when we were watching a certain comedian get will smith <laughs> oh yeah oh my like, gosh now it's a, yeah. a verb <laughs> <laughs> it is we've obviously i think you teed up this this show by talking about how big tech will smith's our free speech so. <laughs> oh there you go uh, yeah exactly boom. exactly and let's take on we're gonna start with a big issue now word is you are going to in a few, let's just say in a few years, you're going to be like many other parents, subjected to continuous kid watching <laughs> of shows again and again ad nauseum. And uh, it may be that Disney will be off of your radar by then because they have gone full on woke. It is the woke kingdom, no longer the magic kingdom. And we're going to talk about why, Adam. I, I like the way you put that, the woke kingdom and no longer the magic kingdom. <laughs> That's so sad because I remember being a kid and I remember that first experience at Disney World in Florida and it was just such a cool experience. You're just, your eyes are about as big as they can open and you're just like, everything is just so magical. But but nowadays, it's just, it's so far from what that used to be, right? For kids today, they're now basically being exposed to the indoctrination of, I would say, a, a, a small minority of people who are permanently offended and a, a, a small group of people who don't represent or, I think, do a good job of entertaining the masses of America. Michelle, there was this reporter who exposed some video from Disney's internal meetings and in particular, in that video, there was one of their executives there. Was it Carrie Burke, I think is, is her name? And do you want to play the video? Because it's pretty incredible to just sit in and, and, and listen to. It's just very eye-opening, I guess you might say. Yeah, let's take a look. I'm, I'm here as a mother of, of two queer children, actually. Uh, one over the years where... One of our execs stood up and said, we only have a handful of queer leads in our content. And I went, what? I, that can't be true. And I realized, oh, it, it actually is true. We have many LGBTQIA characters in our stories, and yet we don't have enough leads. Florida, the legislature is busy pushing through an irresponsible measure dubbed the Don't Say Gay Bill. Now, critics call it the Don't Say Gay Bill. And our next guest says it will kill kids. 
Yeah. And so that's where I, I wanted to throw kids. in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's where I wanted you to think about what she's saying. And this narrative that's saying, this is horrible. We only have a few LGBTQI alphabet mafia characters in these <laughs> things for children. Can you just uns- stop trying to profile and groom our kids? Just let them be innocent. What the heck? I have a lot of problems with this, Adam. One, why can you not allow a child to just be happy the way they are? Why do you have to tell them that unless you cut things off, unless you get medically altered, you're not going to be happy? Are are you going to say the same thing when when a five-year-old wants to get a boob job and a nose job, they should be happy the way they are. Why are you trying to oversex our children? And then to say this is going to kill children, the extremism of Disney and the woke media is absolutely off the charts. And, Can we and- please just leave our toddler's genitals alone? <laughs> like, <laughs> why is think? the woke mob so interested in, in cutting off little Timmy's penis? Like, it's just... It's it's absurd. It's absurd. But Michelle, this is literally par for the course with the woke corporations, right? The the woke mob is sitting here virtue signaling, sitting here saying, "Oh, we care all about inclusion and LGBTQ plus IA." I heard they're going to add like a 2s to that too. But nonetheless, like they're sitting here trying to preach and wave the flag of inclusion, but when you see what they do as a company internationally, they're just so full of garbage. Internationally, Disney is sitting here trying to make money in other markets that are quite the opposite of what they're sitting here being enraged about. They're talking about basically expanding Disney Plus to Algeria, Egypt, Libya, Morocco, Oman, Palestine, Qatar, Saudi Arabia, Tunisia, and Yemen, places where and we're not going to get even, even get into all of the letters there, but just the LGB part of, of this equation here where homosexuality is punishable by lengthy imprisonment imprisonments chemical castrations hard labor fines in saudi arabia and yemen like literally just for being a gay person you can be sentenced to death which is insane but this but disney is happy to make money in these markets they're happy to to take the money from these countries here even though at, at their theme parks they won't even allow you to be addressed as a prince or a princess or as a lady or a gentleman or a boy or a girl. They're trying to attack pronouns here in the U.S., but they're trying to make that dollar over in markets that literally want to kill gay people. So the hypocrisy is beyond me. And then also, Michelle, Disney has a another revenue channel, too. It's a cruise line. Disney Cruise Lines, they'll take you, they'll take a gay couple to Antigua, to Dominica, to St. Martin, but Unfortunately for that couple, they cannot get married in those countries because it's not legal. So here's Disney literally sitting here, sending money to these countries and doing business with these countries that are quite the opposite of what Disney claims to be all about. But that's just par for the course. They filmed uh, a movie literally within earshot of the Uyghur concentration camps in China. And then you think about Nike as a company, right? Same deal. They're sitting here talking about how diversity, equity, inclusion is so important, but they're happy to have their products manufactured in literal sweatshops. You know, it's exhausting. Like, how do we keep up with this? 
Because they're hypocrites, and hypocrisy comes from a messed up worldview, not practicing what you preach. Uh, When you check out the basis of your worldview, if it doesn't line up, there's something stinking. And there's something stinking in Disney. It's rotten. The stereotypical uh, assumptions of that executive that we saw is over the top. We literally have dozens of LGBTQIXYZ uh, characters, really. So I have to, uh, up until now, for the most part, if there were LGBT alphabet mafia characters, Adam, in, in Disney shows, you had to just make that assumption because they were maybe effeminate men or uh, stronger, more masculine women. And sure. my thing is, why do you have to stereotype? Definitely. Why does that have to become a stereotype? Oh, yeah, see, this is what they're supposed to look like. And, and so you're saying you're not okay being who you are as you are. Well, you're that's a great also. Point. Let me just say this. If we were to have a Hispanic character that always eats bean burritos and takes a siesta, that's cultural appropriation based on stereotypical assumptions, right? We canceled Speedy Gonzalez because of that, but yet we're okay with that where it comes to LGBTQ XYZ characters. I I have an Italian last name. Maybe I should have a long, shiny handlebar mustache. I've always wondered why you don't. Bugs me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but, but to your point, and it's okay, a great point, Michelle, this idea of stereotypes. I personally, I have friends who are, and I've worked with people who are homosexual and who don't fit a stereotype. There's nothing like, quote, obvious about that person that makes them gay. It just happens to be who, who they are in them, like just as a person. So now you have Disney literally trying to sit here and make 50% of their characters on screen be obviously gay. But what does that mean? Isn't it possible to just be gay, but not to just to fit a certain part or sound a certain way? But I, I guess Disney. No, doesn't, you have to be the so. way Disney says you're supposed to be. And Disney, while doing business in all of these countries, many countries that you mentioned, where being on that alphabet of scale could lead to death, they are taking on Governor DeSantis and. Florida for their quote go, don't say gay bill because it's going to kill <laughs> yeah yeah thank you very much but Governor DeSantis is taking his own stand let's watch this let's see if we can get it up here thank you not put a statement and say that the bill should have never passed and that they are going to actively work to repeal it Disney will one was fundamentally dishonest, but two, I think that crossed the line. This state is governed by the interest of the people of the state of Florida. It is not based on the demands of California corporate executives. They do. Thank you. They don't Boom. run the state. They don't vote in the states. Who the living hell does Disney think they are to say, we're going to do what we can to overturn it. And DeSantis didn't just take on Disney. He had this to say about Hollywood as we lead into the absolute morally, completely degenerate Oscars that just literally highlighted what, what Hollywood really is all about. This is what he had to say. Is if the people who held up degenerates like Harvey Weinstein 
as exemplars and as heroes and as all that, if those are the types of people that are opposing us on parents' rights, I wear that like a badge of honor. Here, here. Boom. Let's Mike drop. I mean, brilliant. brilliant. That's right. As drop always. the mic. I, there's really right. nothing that he's been wrong on. He's right. He's so right here. And, and I've listened to, I've listened to a lot of people with their own commentary on this particular topic. Straight parents, gay parents are like, they don't want some woke teacher indoctrinating their kindergarten, first grader, second grader, third grader. Like it's ridiculous. To me, Michelle, this doesn't even, it's not even a controversial bill. What's controversial about the fact that certain conversations related to sex should be left between a parent and child? And I'm stressing the word child here. We're talking about literally K through three, kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade, okay. like kindergarten, right? Like just how is this controversial? All right. I would like to show you what this looks like in real time with a parent's testimony in Florida. Let's see if this will play for us. Here we go. September of 2020, my daughter told me after school she had a meeting with school officials that was held behind closed doors where they asked her which restroom she wanted to use. I immediately contacted the school and was told by the guidance counselor and assistant principal that I could not be given any information regarding the meeting and that by law, my daughter had to be the one to authorize my notification of the meeting or attendance to the meeting. In other words, school officials asked my 13-year-old child her permission as to whether or not my parental rights would be honored. After many weeks of going back and forth with the district, we learned the middle school had created a transgender, gender non-conforming support plan with our 13-year-old daughter without our knowledge or consent. The plan was a six-page document completed with my daughter behind closed doors with three school officials that included the guidance counselor, the assistant principal, and a social worker I had never met. It sends the message to children that their parents' input and authority are no longer important. This created a huge wedge between our daughter and us because it sent the message that she needed to be protected from us, not by us. Wow, that's Shame. huge. I'm sorry, the, the volume on that was a little low, but... Poor parent, though, you that know? poor parent, that poor parent, that's what we're looking at that's really part of this messed up worldview agenda now going back to disney for just one moment in disney films we were talking about on our entertainment review turning red other films where even really a turning point for Disney was Corella Deville elevating as well done as it was and entertaining. It was a, it was really a well done film. Disney has this new motto of make your dreams come true. And it doesn't really matter how you get there. As long as you're true to yourself, you can disobey your parents. You can go against what's right. You can steal, you can lie, but if you're being true to you, you can be obnoxious to people. There are no, there's no uh, consequences, no rules. no rules, no consequences. Another headline that shows that this is where Hollywood is going. Just real briefly, Katy Perry encouraged an American Idol contest contestant to rebel against his strict Christian parents. 
You've got to do what's true to you because Carrie Perry, Katy Perry is the paragon of all morality and goodness. This is where we're going. And we saw what well, happens when you have this kind of world, messed up worldview. We saw it at the Oscars. Well, I think Katy Perry maybe had karma come back to her on that one because I think it was just last week that she had her pants split on stage. might come right back to you. I don't wish that on anyone. I don't wish that on anyone, but I, I think it happened it, to me one time at a wedding, Michelle. I, I, I thought I was doing some really cool dance moves in a tuxedo and I did a kind of a kick move and that was the end of it. Another big story that is indicative of what happens when you allow the lunatics to run the asylum, you get the Oscars. Everyone Mac. dressed up to the nines with expensive jewelry and top-notch designer clothing, swag bags that equal more than twice what the average American's income is, just the freaking swag bags alone. And they're all cleaned up and it's all professionally put together, but yet what you saw in the Oscars was the outpouring of absolute messed up morals hypocrisy, idiocy, and people out of control. And it really did come to play in Will Smith's outlandish behavior. It really did. I couldn't believe that. that if Chris Rock were The Rock, that, that, that definitely wouldn't have happened. <laughs> you know, like, that's just, there's no freaking way, man. <laughs> Not oh a chance. Gosh, that's but then also, too, like I just see this one thing going around social media. And it was a reference to the game Rock, Paper, Scissors. And it looks like Will Smith's hand is paper. And it's like, oh, paper does beat the rock. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> Poor Chris Rock. He handled that so well. He really you know, like, did. Probably and, better than a majority of people would have. And he for Will Smith, back. can I just say for Will Smith to be such a, a badass in right. so many films, that was the weakest looking bitch slap, if you will. I had to watch that like 20 times, Michelle. I didn't, I didn't watch the Oscars. I'm just out of protest because it's just a bunch of, it's a bunch of people like smelling their own farts. I'm just like, I just don't even care. <laughs> That's what the Oscars to me is. But that I did see something going around and it, it was this thing about Will Smith hitting Chris Rock. And I was like, no way. I had to watch that like 20 times to convince myself that that was truly a smack. And, well, and I mean, and I, some I people are saying that like it's, it that it's not, but yeah, it was. When he, the joke, I guess there's a lot to get into that, that most people have educated themselves on now. Apparently, Will was still upset about something that was said in 2016. Chris hosted the Oscars back in 2016, and Jada was boycotting it because the Oscars are so white. So in his monologue, he said she can't boycott something she wasn't invited to. Was that really such a bad thing to say? No, it was just, <laughs> that's indicative of, of how humor can be. And the I GI saw somebody say, go ahead. <laughs> Do you remember around that same time, Michelle, they were having like that open relationship sort of thing or that open yes. marriage, whatever, yes. which is just wrong. But 
something about somebody on social media posted like, oh, I would never hit, I would never stand up for somebody else's girlfriend like that. <laughs> Implying that basically Will Smith is standing up for somebody else's girlfriend. <laughs> ouch. Ouch. Oh, ouch. So and bad, look, I'm right? going to say alopecia and in, in maybe that's a really big deal in a society of Hollywood where all they care about is how things look on the outside. And you can see by the sophomoric display there, and not just Will Smith, we'll talk about that in a moment, but everyone's, ha, ha, ha. It, it, it's just the, uh, an, a celebration of fakiness. So of course, yeah. alopecia is going to be a big deal. In your swag bag, everyone got free uh, liposuction. It's a big deal, but was it really such a bad joke? I could see me coming up to, let's say a, a friend of mine is dealing with alopecia. She shaves her head. I'm going to let her know you do look good. You're beautiful the way you are. And you know what? I'm looking forward to seeing you in GI Jane, man. You could pull that off, girl. Is that really, <laughs> sure. was that really well, an insult? GI Jane is a badass character. It really was. I love the movie. Too. Not not trying to be unattractive. It's not like it, it wasn't really so bad. In fact, Will Smith was laughing at it until he wasn't, until his wife decided that she was offended. So this is where all of this came into being. The Oscars have weighed in. They the Academy says that an Oscar producer has said that police actually offered to arrest Will Smith. He his people were told that he should leave and he absolutely refused and the academy is investigating his actions if they're going to sanction him if they're going to suspend him if they're going to completely drop him like i get dropped from social media i don't know <laughs> but wanda sykes uh, said that she wants an apology from will smith did you hear about that I didn't hear Wanda Sykes was an apology. Yeah, like, she wants it because I mean, it because she said, "quote I felt physically felt ill, and I'm still traumatized." And she said this on Ellen DeGeneres. I'm still traumatized, uh, and I'm like, girlfriend, I, that's exactly the way I felt about your co-hosting and what I saw. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like an apology from you. Just saying. Put put it's interesting just to see how fragile some people can be because really like the entire audience and i forgot who was kind of calling him out for this but the way they just sat there and then consoled will smith after the smack and you didn't really see any effort at least that was obvious to go and make sure chris rock was okay you had denzel an actor who i've followed and appreciated for many years and so many others who went up to will to make sure he was all right but I know that and he still got Packer was the uh, one when he won the Oscar when he got oh, yeah. up and said I'm all about love it was just a lot of hypocrisy Look, I want to be a channel for love yeah my smack <laughs> yeah and not a sincere apology to Chris Rock that was absent well, from his apology I was talking to my wife about it too because you know as maybe it's some Italian blood in me but like part of me is if someone's going to talk smack about my wife, they're going to definitely hear about it. And, and I don't think that I would ever take it to a physical level, but I, she, what she said to me was really, I thought beautiful, but she was like, what Will should have done was 
in the moment just consoled Jada, but then when he went up to receive his award, talk about how much he loves his wife, how beautiful she is, and also maybe describe a little bit about what she's going through because then all of a sudden you turn the tables from a joke at her expense to then people are like oh man like she's actually going through something she is beautiful how beautiful that they love each other wow i love your i love your wife i love your wife i always love your wife she is she's awesome she is awesome and she's right on that's exactly what you should have done and in fact not been offended by it, but to say, yeah, she's badass enough to take on G.I. Jane. You ready for it, babe? And to talk about alopecia and what she's going through and how beauty is so much more than than skin deep. There is so much that you can do if you're set on solid ground. Now, I'm going to say this about Will Smith. We've slammed him a little bit. In fact, uh, the Dodgers, Will Smith, was even booed at going up to bed. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> but I believe that Will had, uh, if you will, a come to Jesus um, experience as he was film, especially as he was filming the King Richard story. I believe that he really uh, wants to be that better man. And it is not a simple road, especially when you live amongst the pigs in the pigsty of Hollywood. I understand that. And I do wish him the best because it's through these horrible situations when we scrape bottom that we realize that we are all sinners. We all fall short of God's glory and we're all in need of something better. So I wish him the best with yeah. that. But it was. I tend to agree with you on that one. Yeah. I think yeah. it w- the Oscars were indicative, though, of just how perverse, sophomoric, uh, even cringy the, the rest of the show was. I did watch the Oscars, Adam, and it was, I mean, you had Amy Schumer in a, in a skin tight, awkward looking uh, Spider-Man costume dangling from the from the ceiling by a rope and squirting out a silly string and it was just stupid there there were skits that were just stupid they were saying oh and for our florida listeners we're gonna say it was like going to a junior high talent show and watching the kids run the show it was that sophomoric but There was a moment to me that was, if not as bad, in some ways worse than the Will Smith slap, and it came from Regina Hall. I've come with a bit of bad news. As everyone here has been tested for COVID, but unfortunately, some of the test results have gotten lost. So before we go on with the show, we just have to do some quick emergency testing backstage. And so what does she do? She calls now, up some of these I've guys. Got a list here, which I'm looking at, I have memorized. But if you hear your name, I'm going to start with Bradley Cooper. Brings these gentlemen up on stage. Penelope. You know what? Actually, no. Your test is fine. It, it says that you're married. I'm negative. Okay, and yeah, wait, it gets worse. Smith, um, you're married, but you know what? You're yeah. a bad boy on our list. Let's see, uh, is that Jacob Ellardy? Is that how you say it? A lordy? Listen to this. I've seen you on Euphoria, and yes, you are legal. I'm sorry. 
you are positive. So you're gonna, you're gonna need a deep PCR test. Now, no, I don't, I don't want any of you all to worry. It's gonna be a typical quick COVID test. You'll come backstage, take your mask off if you have one, uh, and your clothes, and then I'm gonna swab. No, it's simple. I'm gonna swab the back of huh. your mouth with my tongue. And yeah, I'm going to swab the back of your very Harvey right? Weinstein. -y. And then she calls like Jason Momoa up on stage. She, yeah. And she, maybe we even have this where she literally. I just got to get on down here. Make sure you're okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Let me get on in there. Yeah. Okay. And that's enough. So tell me that's okay hashtag me too she's mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, there are people who are saying well, she's just really funny and that she's this was just her being funny so, yeah it's really funny you do realize that there are men in hollywood who have said that they have been sexually assaulted they're not taken seriously right. hashtag me too so uh, not to linger too much on the oscars but the oscars uh, the academy awards uh, hollywood real fast michelle Yes. Real fast. Yeah. So Regina Hall, I just did a quick like search online for <clears throat> Regina Hall, Brett Kavanaugh. Speaking of Me Too. And she's literally one of the Hollywood elites who was expressing outrage over the Brett Kavanaugh vote because of basically a a fake story about his indiscretions as a I think a college kid, high school kid, back when he was drinking beer. She literally pointed to this debunked Christine Blasey Ford story that was basically used as fuel against confirming Brett Kavanaugh to the Supreme Court. So literally you have her going from expressing outrage there mm -hmm. to now groping a bunch of men on stage. Yeah. And I'm good. Oh, and you're legal, so that's okay. And uh, we're going to swab the back of your throat with my tongue. Come <laughs> on. That was, it was just absolutely outrageously ridiculous and, 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 and cringy. So this is why it's important because these are the people who are deciding that it's not okay to have a bill that protects children from you grooming them. They get to step in with their ascended opinion, and yet they are nothing more than thugs and idiots. The Academy has not weighed in on the Regina Hall issue. They weighed in on Will Smith, and they said, we do not condone, you'll love this, we do not condone violence of any kind. <laughs> Like, what? Have you not seen the movies? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Hollywood. That's that's kind of what you do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's kind of what you do. They're not going to they're not going to do anything to Regina Hall. They're not going to do anything to Will Smith. They're, they might issue some strongly worded statements, but I mean, oh, he'll get help. He I'm going to predict he'll get a couple of months suspension and then we're like going to let it blow though, right? over. Like, right. <laughs> Like Will Smith, I think already has a few movies in the works right now. I don't know the guy. He he's working. He's gonna he's gonna continue to pr to produce great films. And but unfortunately for Chris Rock, there's gonna be this video of him circling on the internet for years to come. And like Jim Carrey said, he's like, man, I would have sued him for two hundred million dollars because that video is not gonna go away. And poor Chris Rock. But 
but also too not so poor chris rock because let's also point out that this crazy situation boosted his ticket sales for his live comedy from about a hundred bucks a pop to like 400 bucks a pop too so <laughs> because of that alone that's why i was like was that really a slap you i know, know. Like, did that i really know happen? because let me but just tell you no one park. cares even with the slap yeah. it was the second lowest academy award show ratings in history no one cares and as right. many have said if it wasn't for the slap i wouldn't even have known that it's going on then we have then we have uh, the music awards this weekend with more <laughs> degenerate musicians and people from this backwards crazy worldview entertainment industry. It, it's just not going away. And so I wanted to move on to another story about uh, a degenerate and that's uh, Hunter <laughs> Biden. Let's gosh. take that on today. Degenerate is, Man, so Hunter Biden, can you imagine you're the president of the United States and your son is literally actively uploading videos of his sexual experiences to a porn site? Your son is literally sleeping with your unfortunately dead son's widow and her sister. Your son is documented with crack pipes in his mouth. Why wasn't he at the, the Academy Awards? He would have fit right in. <laughs> he would have fit right in. Your son also disposed of a handgun in a trash can next to a, basically next to a, ch a children's park. Your son literally is babysat by the Secret Service who have to make sure that he's not ODing behind mm -hmm. closed doors. Can you imagine being the president and that's what's going on with your 50-year-old man-child of a son yeah like that's what's going actually on. yeah i can imagine that but what to a degree but what i can imagine is not addressing it if that were right. because no matter what kind of good parent you could be things happen with your kids and bible says raise your child in the way they should go and when they're old they won't depart if you're one of those parents and your kids are off the rail hang on to what you taught them believe pray for them because they will come back i've seen it time and time again god will not fail you that's a hard thing to go through i'm not kidding but you stand up and you say yeah this is what's going on i don't condone it i uh, pray sure. for my son these are the things you do. You don't sweep it under the carpet and say, it's all okay. And that's essentially what's happened. And that's essentially what happened with the media. The first, first, the major media said the story about Hunter Biden was Russian disinformation. Said the that. year drops off three MacBooks at a repair shop. There's going to be a lot of information on those three MacBooks. It was oh, like Hunter, Hunter Biden one or Hunter one or it was know, probably Hunter that. one or it was probably password one, two, three. Yeah, I know. It was crazy. <laughs> okay. So let's just take first what the media said. It was Russian disinformation. Well, then they said well, Hunter Biden's overseas influence peddling business deals were just fine. They, there was well, nothing to see here. And both of these arguments have been demolished. You had the New York Post who reported this a year and a half ago, and they were literally shut down from Twitter for two weeks straight because they reported on this story. And it wasn't like they were reporting anything other than the facts here. Like they were literally publishing primary information, actual data, actual emails, actual images, actual videos 
showing the face of Hunter Biden. This was not CGI. These were not animations. This was not like, fake forgery kind of stuff. This was real stuff here. And it showed business ties where Hunter was an intermediary between Joe Biden, the president's brother, and foreign entities, foreign businesses, foreign politicians in China and Russia and Ukraine. And quite literally, Hunter was the sales guy peddling influence for dollars for the Biden family. It's so weird that you have a public official who's managed to acquire just tens of millions in assets on a government salary. So weird. But that's what the Biden family has managed to do. And this is what the laptop discloses. And the thing is, this was all being revealed right at the same time when Americans were trying to make their decision about who to vote for president. And this actual factual story here did not fit the narrative that big media and big tech were trying to push and cram down the throats of Americans. And, and you literally have over, I think at the time, 30% of independent voters and even some, somewhere around 30 or 40% of Democrats also said, hey, if we knew about this story, it might have impacted our voting decision. And this was a very close election. But finally, there's so much going on that you can't ignore it anymore. And we saw this with the COVID situation. We're seeing this now. The Washington Post is uh, coming on board. They joined the New York Times in admitting that these emails from Hunter Biden's laptop are real. So nine months after obtaining the, the emails, one and a half years after the New York Post's uh, story that, that you were talking about. Finally, okay. Why is this happening now? What's the significance? So that's such a good question. And, and first of all, too, okay, like when you are apologizing for something that you've done wrong, like you're very, it's a true, genuine apology. Like the New York Times was apologizing on page 24. Not like the front page. <laughs> so like how, how genuine is this apology? Now your question about why now? This is, I think, is a, I think this is a really big question here. And, and it might call in a little bit of like conspiracy theory maybe, but I think as to the why now, okay, let's think about what Biden has accomplished as president so far. Not a whole lot. And, and let's think about the fact that we have midterm. We have a lot of politicians who are running for office, obviously, uh, in the midterms. Democrats have to find a way to distance themselves from Joe Biden. And it's almost like the party is trying to spit on the Biden name for a little bit to allow their other elected officials to distance themselves long enough to get through the midterms. And then maybe come the next presidential cycle, they put somebody else in his place. That's where, wow. where I'm at. I, I, I can see that happening now, I don't really know. because that's a lot of why we see COVID restrictions lifting and and after those midterms I'm I would predict a lot of the same antics will happen if they work people will keep doing it these it's disturbing though that you have big tech working hand in hand with public officials that's we should be really disturbed by that there's no question about it either. Jen Psaki alluded to the literally daily, quote, misinformation briefings with Twitter, with Google, with Facebook. Like, there's no question about the fact that you have a private and a public entity working together to control the masses, right? To control America, to stifle free speech. There was, uh, I think, 
from Eric Schmidt, who's one of the early executives at Google, onto Zuckerberg, who channeled over $400 million to control the administration of our elections. This is really big stuff, right? Let's also just piggyback the question of like, why now? So just, I guess, either today or yesterday, Biden announced that he'd be releasing a million barrels of oil per day for six months into our fuel supply. Obviously, the cost of gas is a really important issue for all of us, right? Like, it affects the pricing of everything. Yeah. And six months starting May, that gets us through the midterms, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, that's going to lower the cost indeed. of gas a and little bit. Yes. And so, see, things are better now, at least until the midterms. <laughs> Look what we're doing. And we're not talking about the pipeline, which would have been a lot better than... Uh, continuing to pump out emissions into the atmosphere with all of the trains and trucks and such we it would be in a place where you better believe we're going to be watching it and making sure do we need a reliance on oil i oh how great it would be to be emissions free but we're not quite there yet so we're not talking they talk about unused oil leases that these energy companies own just because there's an oil lease on federal lands doesn't mean that there's actually oil on that land. So you have to spend money as a private company. You have to spend a lot of money to explore whether or not that lease actually has reserves. And then when it does turn out to have reserves, you have to spend a ton of money investing into the equipment that it takes to extract the petroleum or the oil from that particular plot of land. But when you have the White House sitting here saying, oh, we want to literally get rid of, of oil, but, oh, by the way, these evil energy companies are not investing into the land that they have leases on right now to, to extract more oil from the land for more domestic production. Oh, those guys are evil. But if you're sitting here being told that if you're, if you're going to make the decision to invest in something, like you want to know what that long-term outlook looks like. And if you're going to spend all this capital that maybe you don't have up front, maybe you're using debt to finance it to invest in this operation that's only going to be shut down by an executive order, then like, why would you do that? It's a bad, dangerous business decision. Yeah. So again, the lunatics are running the asylum. And so we're really seeing that if we could have conversation, it would really help. But we're not. Uh, as we wrap up talking about the Hunter Biden situation, we have a representative that has said, you know what? This is, this has been crazy what the media has done. Take a listen to Representative James Jordan as he just oh, blasts the yes. media. House Judiciary Committee ranking member, Congressman Jim Jordan. Uh, Congressman, did the media and social media suppress the Hunter Biden story deliberately? <laughs> yeah, of course they did. Look, the laptop was real. The emails were real. The eyewitness, Tony Bobolinsky was real. The only thing fake about a, a year and a half ago was the news. Uh, you're exactly right. Big tech, big Democrat party and big media all colluded to keep critical information from the American people in the run up to the most important election we have, a presidential election. So we're launching an investigation because the real thing here was how Facebook and Twitter suppressed this information. What did they know? Who were they talking to? That's what our letters that just went out today to Facebook and Google saying, tell us on Twitter, excuse me, tell us what 
what you knew, who you were talking with, why you made this decision, because we now know, according to the Post, according to the New York Times, something we knew a year and a half ago, that this stuff was as real as it gets. Now, wow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so what do they know and how powerful are they? Uh, let's just be real. Congratulations. I've been canceled again. YouTube for two weeks, the daily motion, we're gone forever. Um, and I found out this week I'm being censored on Facebook. I guessed a friend that was on this last week, Scott Shoemaker sent me an email and he said, I posted our interview on their uh, Facebook HFO site, which is health for a health organization in Ohio. It has close to 30,000 followers. And he said it reached only 195 people and only five engagements since in, in one day. He said that means it is only being showed to people that actively go to their Facebook page. I am being sandbagged. I'm being underreported. I'm being censored. That is par for the course. And that's very typical of the mainstream social media platforms. You can literally, like, if you think about some of the other news sites that are out there as well, they are censored actively all the time. You can literally Google search a headline from any given Epoch Times news article specific to COVID, and it's unlikely that you're going to see that article show up, even on page one, two, and three, maybe page four or five if you're lucky. So to hear that Michelle's been censored from Facebook, again, I'm not surprised at all. I was, I, having been censored by YouTube myself, I'll, I'll just tell you, the process of being censored and having to appeal a censorship decision is exhausting and very frustrating. And it's also met with a lot of ambiguity and vague responses that don't exactly tell you why you were actually shut down. Um, the appeal process is designed to wear you down. It's designed to make you just mm -hmm. shut up and conform and comply. And it's really the socialist way, right? Like, they don't want you to be a free-thinking voice of reason. They want you to be whatever it is that conforms to their narrative, whether it's talking about COVID or the election, anything that's really sensitive to their message, that's going to be something that is pretty quickly shut down by their AI. They're using if you do not have, decisions. if you do not have an effective argument, then that is what you're going to do. I don't want to have to argue with you because you're right. And so it's just so much easier to shut you down. And there really is no rhyme or reason. Actually, on YouTube, I've been respectful of their socialist leanings and don't really post things that I know aren't going to work there. I'm going to get canceled anyway. But I did make a, a mistake this last week and I started to upload something. I realized, oh no. So I instantly deleted it. I got canceled anyway. They're real. So you, but you can have, look at the Oscars and you could have someone talking about putting their tongue down the throats of married men. You can grope people on stage and you can go up and just slap the living hell out of someone that you don't like what they said. Well, and that's that's feeds the hypocrisy of the whole thing, Michelle, because there is a group of people on social media, Facebook in particular, who are part of the it's called the cross check system. And it's literally a group of typically those far left elites who are 
they scoot around the AI filters so they can post whatever they want and they are not censored. Unlike the majority of the 3 billion users on their platforms, even though they're grooming and they're people are not, you know, child uh, endangerment and pornography, human trafficking, those kind of things are okay, but we don't want to hear from actual scientists. We don't want to hear from people with actual facts. We don't want to look at Hunter Biden's information, even if it's from a, reputable news source that's that's showing actual footage we don't want to do that we nope. have to shut it Facebook's down it's cool with with organ harvesting taking place on their platforms and literally like a black market for organ trading but michelle can't sing a hymn no like that's you. true that's true I'm, <laughs> I'm dangerous there that name of jesus man you gotta watch out for that well, one last issue that is huge, and I'm wondering how this is going to be dealt with as we get closer and closer to the midterms. The border crisis, it is, it, it's getting out of control. It's like just last year, we thought it was like about as bad as it could get. Uh, a little over 2 million border crossings and encounters last year. Just in the last six months alone, we're talking like 1 million crossing so far which is insane and people are coming from over 157 different countries this, this is crazy to think about so the trump administration era had this policy called title 42 that allowed us to basically evict people from the country on the basis of covid right oh health standards say that we have to we have to send you back to whatever country you you originated from and that's how we expelled about half of people who are crossing the border the Biden administration right now is looking to basically end that Title 42 policy that would allow for a lot of these invitations to leave our country to, to take place. So we have literally uh, the senators from Arizona, I believe Mark Kelly and, and Kirsten Sinema, begging the Biden administration to not end Title 42. As we now have our border chief, Raul Ortiz, saying, Man, like we're about to get wrecked. Every sector on the border is a lot busier than last year. And guess who's coming? It's not exactly like people that are just seeking asylum. We're literally getting people who have li quite literally been convicted of murder in some cases. This is past week in, t in Texas. We caught a guy who was wanted for a murder in Wichita, Kansas. We're not exactly getting you know, just the best people coming across the border. A lot of bad people are coming and it's people who are a part of the human trafficking organizations, people who are a part of the drug trade. You're going to see in statistics this year and, and, and for the years to come, a huge, uptake, a huge uptick in overdose deaths. We just heard about those six West Point college kids who overdosed on fentanyl. Where does that fentanyl and, come and from? And fentanyl from is China now... trafficked across the border. Fentanyl is now one of the leading causes of death for uh, young adults and older teens. This is serious let's just ignore it and pretend it doesn't happen because you know what if you want to have secured borders then you're a racist I, if you really we don't care about the human trafficking we don't know where people come from they're not documented so when they disappear it's okay is that just collateral damage to your messed up worldview system hey, because it will kill you whether you're white or black it doesn't care what you're thank is. you very much Fentanyl and and suddenly do uh, you tell me why all of a sudden, borders matter now that we're all up in arms about the Ukraine. And speaking of being up in arms, when we talk about the right to bear arms, now it's okay.
to, to hand out AK-47s, you know, those assault rifles but to no every mids. grandmother <laughs> and every 14-year-old girl. Now it's okay. Uh, this is where we become really in, I, I don't know, maybe the well, light comes on somewhere along the line. It's good to be like on the right side of the fence, Michelle, because we are not like sitting here saying, we can literally just say, I told you so, right? Like, Hunter <laughs> Biden's story, the Wuhan lab told you so. story. Like, oh, oh, told you so. We, we told you so. Like, uh, told we, you so. And literally, we can just make that decision in our minds to just be like polite and not say, I told you so, even though we're thinking it in our, in our minds <laughs> really loudly. We're just thinking, I told you so. That's what we want to say. I'm saying it. I told uh, you with so. With the border situation, too. Oh, the, the COVID vaccines. Situation. I told you so. Border situation. I told you. So. Oh, the right to bear arms. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think so. I told you. <laughs> Strangely <laughs> enough, uh, two years ago, I posted a picture going out shooting at a range. And I got lambasted and called all manner of things. This year, I posted a picture with a really beautiful blue bolt action rifle that matched my hat what's a girl thing sorry about that and it was strangely silent because what can you say when your hypocrisy has been found out think your worldview through i don't have a problem if you think wow we need to be kind to our southern neighbors i'm concerned about gun violence i'm worried about the spread of covid i you have your opinion, but here's the thing. You're welcome to it. Just be willing to debate it out. Be willing to talk about it. I have no problem with someone who disagrees with, we, we don't, with, with our opinions. Let's talk about it. Let's weigh it out. But instead, canceling it, writing it off, disallowing it, and then uh, removing the rights of parents to intervene in their children so that you can indoctrinate the next generation. Wake up, people. It's not working. And we're not taking it anymore. I think we've sat back. You've gone by so far doing these ridiculous things, and we've just rolled our eyes but then you started working on our children oh man you've poked the bear now the mama bear you poked man. off the mama bear it's not going to work anymore and the papa bears they're not so happy either so america no. is starting to get out of our sleepy state and we're starting to push back look out i'm looking at the stories we talked about today as we wrap up adam I think Disney's going to take a hit. I really think Disney's going to hit take a hit. I think Hollywood uh, is going to take a hit. I think a, a lot of the the businesses we've already seen that that big tech, the social media sites, have taken a real financial hit. People are jumping ship, right. and good. I'm glad it's finally time. We need to bring our country back to balance, where all voices are welcome to the table. Adam. Yep. These companies have gotten a little bit too big for their britches, and that's really it. And when you see them start to come after our moms, and you start to call our moms domestic terrorists, oh. you're going to wake the beast. And you're going to get a strong talking to, and it's going to hurt you when it comes to measuring <laughs> your profitability, because we will shop elsewhere. And man, think about why a lot of these companies that cater to child audiences are so rich and profitable. It's because when you get a mom to make a purchase decision for their kids, they're going to buy everything. The lunchbox, the branded food items, the toys, the clothes, the, the DVDs, or I guess the files nowadays. 
don't piss off the moms because they are so valuable to our country for a lot of different reasons. And shoot, man, like people have a choice too, right? Like Tuttle Twins is a choice that you can make over Disney programming. Yes. Disney's been go. great for a lot of years, but uh, you know what? Like it's time to wake up. The, the you have sites up. like one of our sponsors, Americonic. If you're watching us on the Americonic network, and if you aren't, go to Americonic. There's a lot of iconic American shows that yeah, are more wholesome that you can watch. Another sponsor that I want to give Creed to is Real Bearded Man. Transform his jungle into your tropical paradise. No. Tropical Beard Bomb. From Real Bearded Men at MyMichelleLive.com. You can go to MyMichelleLive.com and uh, you can make purchases and it helps us out to keep the message of truth going out over the air. You can support what we do. You can buy swag. You can uh, get products from Real Bearded Men, Calitrin, and even, oh, I have to show you this, Adam. <laughs> what do you got? Even this is on our website. This is the best coffee oh, maker I have ever used. And I take it all over the world. I've gone camping with it. You put hot water on one side. You put coffee in the other side. Nice. And it's just simple. Boom, boom, squish. And this thing folds up real small, can go in your suitcase. I've been That's in amazing. places around the world where my coffee shop just isn't there. And it makes the most gorgeous, delicious espresso on par with anything I've ever had with a crema that it can't be beat. And I this can't do anything baby, in the morning without a good coffee. Like that's just I'm worthless without it. You can get this at mymichellelive.com at a discount and uh, support what we do. You can also sign up with our newsletter where you could win that a couple of my Michelle Live mugs, some coffee. Nice My Michelle Live hat and a, a getaway for two to a wonderful lodge where you can sit with someone you love and drink coffee. So sign Beautiful. up for our newsletter. One of our newsletter recipients will be receiving that. And uh, things are happening at My Michelle Live. And I have to thank our listeners and viewers for making this show grow. Look, I'm going to get real for a second because I have just about a minute to do that. Now, I won't even take that long. I made this jump to a, a digital format, and it was scary. Adam's been with me the whole way uh, through blood, sweat, and a few tears, and like, what am I doing, Adam? Help. Um, we did this so that we could continue to broadcast freedom without the oppression of a parent company that is motivated by their sales or motivated by even big tech or whoever owns them. So we wanted to have a message of freedom and it's, it's been growing and it's because of you. So thank you. When you like this, when you share it, when you purchase products on my Michelle live, uh, when you sign up for the newsletter, when you tell people about us, you, it's not so much supporting Michelle and, and Adam, it's really supporting the message of freedom and free speech and free press that there's still pockets of us out here. So Support this show and our brothers and sisters out there trying to get a message of truth out. I so appreciate you and Adam. Thank you for riding this crazy train. <laughs> Even when no, it means getting a, canceled. It's been, a, it's been a great ride for sure. And I guess I'll just leave our listeners today with just a, 
and this is really just great business advice too. If mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Keep your mom's happy <laughs> and everybody else will be. It's all it takes. I love it. So thank you again. Like us, share us, and thanks for being part of the show. This is My Michelle Live. For more fun, go to MyMichelleLive.com. <laughs>